Thank you for joining The Journey is Real. I'm CJ Peterson, where we talk to real people with real passions who share a real portion of their hearts. Today, my guest is Maxwell Ivey, and his podcast is titled, What's Your Excuse? Thank you for coming on today, Max. Well, thank you, uh, CJ, for having me on. I'm really looking forward to this. Awesome. For those who are not familiar with you, would you please share a little bit about yourself? Right. I am a totally blind man who grew up in a family of carnival owners. I was lucky enough to help my family run the business for, for about 15 years before my dad passed on and his death caused the closure of our uh, traveling carnival. I started helping people sell surplus amusement equipment online to have something to do. I had to learn so many new skills in order to make that work and people were encouraged by my willingness to take on difficult challenges. Mm -hmm. They encouraged me to share more and that led to my work as the blind blogger uh, three books with a fourth due out in June, over 200 podcast interviews, traveling solo, speaking publicly, and of course, my own show, as you mentioned, What's Your Excuse? Mm -hmm. Nice. Can you tell people what your excuse is about? I hope to help people overcome the excuses that are holding them back by introducing them to people who have overcome adversity, thrived in spite of difficult life circumstances, have real world tested advice or people who have personally inspired me. Awesome. Well, you're not your visual impairment. That's obvious by your attitude. And I absolutely love that. It actually really pains me when I see people use their past or their current circumstances as a crutch. Um, where do you get your strength to overcome your circumstances? Well, part of it comes from my upbringing. I grew up uh, in a family of, of doers, people who, didn't spend a lot of time feeling sorry for themselves who often didn't have the, um, the materials or the resources that they would have liked to, but they still had to find a way to get open on Thursday or Friday night so that people could ride the Ferris wheel and buy cotton candy. Mm -hmm. uh, I also had great family. My dad is, uh, I you know, I, I, I sometimes call him a carny philosopher. He really encouraged me to uh, find the best in circumstances, to, to look for creative solutions. Um, I was benefited from, from being in the Scouts for a while, a, a troop called Troop 962 for visually impaired boys here in Houston. Oh, that's neat. Yeah, and I'm one of the few Blind Eagle Scouts. Um, Congratulations. I, that's a, yes, thank you. That's huge. Yes, it is. And I sometimes forget just how big it is. And uh, also some great teachers in high school and college. And then just life's experiences, because I tell people the best way to get, to get good at, at, um, at resilience, at finding the positive, it usually is, usually you find that among people who've spent a lot of time on their back looking up at the sky. Yep. Um, people like us, we tend to <laughs> look for the good because we've done enough with the bad. <laughs> yep. It's kind of what yep. we kind of steer clear of. And if, if there is bad, we try to find the good. Otherwise, the bad will tend to swallow you up. Um, life does toss us many challenges, and you've taken a lot of those challenges, and you've used them to help others. Would you mind sharing a few of those stories with us? Uh, well, let's see. In 2018, I uh, had planned a speaking trip in Philadelphia, New York, and Pittsburgh. Uh, on the way to the second stop, I got sick. Uh, it turned out I wasn't able to promote my books or, uh, or attract any new clients, so I found myself broke sick, hoarse, people couldn't even understand me when I would try to talk to them, and almost homeless in New York City. But thanks to asking for help, 
thanks to having built up a community over years of people who had followed my story and become friends with me online, uh, a great uh, gentleman from California reached out and bought me a night in a hotel room, and a lady from uh, San Antonio, Texas, of all places, uh, bought the other half of my train ticket back home to Houston, Texas. And nice. for, yeah, so, and for about eight weeks, I was physically sick. I was depressed, disgusted. I was like, Max, who the heck do you think you are? You know, you obviously have a bigger uh, version of yourself than the rest of the world does. And you should stay home and never do this again. But uh, eventually my, you know, my better self uh, came back in line, uh, thanks to, again, from some encouragement from, from friends and family. And I started doing little things. I, I did a, a talk here in Houston for some visually impaired people. Uh, I pitched a couple of events where they would pay my expenses and eventually got a opportunity to speak at the PodFest Expo in Florida where the organizer didn't pay my expenses, but because I let it be known and because I prayed about the fact that I needed uh, the expenses to be paid or I wasn't going to go, uh, one of the event sponsors paid for my plane ticket. One of the other uh, attendees paid for my half of a hotel room. Good. Uh, friends paid for my part of the bag fees. It took quite a while to get over the setback in New York City to uh, start being myself again and, and putting myself out, in, out there to encourage others. Good. Um, well, you know, we all get knocked down. We all get, you know, kind of drug out a little bit, but obviously your story is something that needs to be shared. Otherwise, those people would not have stepped up to help you. Can you share a little bit of that story? Uh, about how the people stepped up to help me or? Why? Oh, why? Um, they both said it was because they had had followed the work I'd been doing for the previous uh, two or three years. They had always admired what I had been doing, but they had never uh, felt the, the urge or the need to actually step up and uh, support me or invest in me. Right, but and what exactly is it that you've been doing specifically that oh, kind of okay. got their attention? Right, right. Well, I, I share my experiences very authentically uh, online to, uh, to let people know that even those who are, are successful uh, have those bad things that happen and how they get through them because too many people are discouraged by the perfect lives they see online. And mm -hmm. so uh, recording podcast interviews, being uh, guests on their shows, contributing to their social media communities by offering my thoughts and sharing their posts, uh, basically just being a good friend and then encouraging other people. And at a time when I needed it, it came back to me. Right. And I wholeheartedly agree with that. That's why the journey is real. When it goes up, it goes up raw. In other words, the only time I do anything is if there's an internet issue. Um, otherwise, I like the rawness and the realness of people just sharing who they are at their core. Um, you're right. On social media, a lot of times people put their best face forward like a mask. It's their social media mask. And it's like, the world is not like that. I have a blog called The, um, the Journey to Fruitfulness where we take our five acres, we're taking it from the ground up and making it a fully functional, self-sustaining farm. And I share our mistakes. I share our failures. I share our successes and I share our joys. I share it all. And if we don't learn from what people, other mistakes that people make, it's kind of like they say in history. If you don't study history, you're doomed to repeat it. If you don't, if people don't share the realness and the rawness of what's going on with them, 
then people are doomed to make those mistakes as well. Right. I, I like the expression that a smart man learns from his own mistakes. A w- truly wise man learns from the mistakes of others. And people can't learn from our mistakes if we don't share them. Exactly. And I love that about, you know, the way you do that. And I like the way you think. I know that you have a blog. Would you mind sharing with people where they can find it and what other resources are on your website? Right. Uh, the blog and the podcast can both be found at theblindblogger.net or they can reach out to me by email at just ask at theblindblogger.net. Uh, I offer coaching to help people get unstuck and go after their goals. My main focus is either teaching people to be great podcast guests or doing the, the, the hard work that goes into finding them bookings and promoting their appearances on people's shows so that they can share their stories and grow their brand. And I tell you, it's, it's fun sharing my story, but it's so much more satisfying seeing people understand the power of their story and to really learn how to share it and how to encourage the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. I mean, if we can encourage other people to not make mistakes that we did, the world would actually be a much better place. <laughs> yes, it would. Totally agree. Uh, for those listening, you can find everything at www.theblind b-l-o-g-g-e-r dot n-e-t. Uh, Max, do you have any stories from all of your travel and everything that kind of continue to propel you to do what you're doing? Um, I have one really good story. In one of the last great memories of my dad, we had done an event in Louisiana where a tropical storm came through and two of our rides had to be left in Louisiana. Uh, me and him went back to get them, but when we got there, we couldn't figure out how, there was no obvious way to get it all back in one trip. So we disassembled one of the children's rides and loaded it onto the trailer that the other ones was manufactured to. But then we were still stuck because the lot was still muddy. So we took plywood off the back of our truck and put it underneath the wheels and we would move the truck eight feet, move the plywood, drive the truck another eight feet and move the plywood. And we did it that way, eight foot at a time, over 200 yards until we got back out onto hard ground. Um, The other thing I remember about that is when we were trying to load that one children's ride, my pants kept falling down. And (laughs) my dad would stop me and say, Max, you can't do that. You gotta pull your pants up. I go, look, let's just get these these airplane tubs on this trailer. Nobody's going to see me. If they do see me, I still got underwear on. Let's just get this done and get the <laughs> heck out of here. And, and you know, that was how my dad was raised. He was like, yeah, let's just do that. We'll just, you know, we'll just load this. He said, but when we get out of here, the first place I see, I'm going to buy you a pair of suspenders. Uh, <laughs> Good for him. <laughs> but, you know, that was the way we did. And, and he, the one thing he taught me over and over again was we would, we would do stuff like that and people would ask us how and my dad would just look at him and he'd smile and he'd go, what, did we have a choice? Mm-hmm. And I spent 15 years around a guy who always thought there was a way. He, he would always say, what, did we have a choice? And that, that can't help but rub off on you. Yeah, I mean, I always, like I said, I grew up on me, Brett. So we always come up with, the saying was always in the house, you come with solutions, not with problems. If you have a problem, you have to come with at least three solutions to it. Because the yeah, buts, yeah, but, yeah, but, you know, yeah, but, I can't do that. Yeah, but that drives me crazy. Or my other 
Oh, the yeah, but. Yeah, but. Yeah. My other least favorite saying is, it is what it is. And it's like, no, it is what it is at the moment, but you can change that. <laughs> and so those are my two least favorite sayings because it's like, that's giving you an out. Um, there's a young girl that I mentioned a lot of times, she used to say, um, I'm trying. And I'm like, I'd pull my old master Yoda and say, no, do or do not, there is no try. You're either gonna do it or you're not. In our scout troop, we had a saying, it was, we don't try, we do. Mm -hmm. And that was before Yoda was a thing, I believe. It was 80, 82? <laughs> So, no, Yoda was in the late 70s when the right first came out. Okay. Yeah, but I mean, it was, it is, it, it, but it does come down to decision. Mm -hmm. If you decide to find solutions, if you decide to be positive, if you decide uh, to ask for help, if, if there is a choice, it really just comes down to what kind of person do you want to be and what is your decision going to be more often than not? And me and you, we choose to decide to find solutions. Exactly. I mean, if you don't, you, you can find an excuse for everything. You can find the bad in everything. And I sometimes I tell people, change your glasses. In other words, change your perspective. You've got really crappy glasses on. Um, take them off and put on a new pair. You don't have to yeah. look through the, you know, the rose-tinted rainbow glasses all the time, but you, know, you can still find the good in something, somewhere, everywhere. You just gotta get, train yourself to do that. We've been right. trained to look at the negative. We've been trained with the news media. You know, we've been trained to find all of the bad. And it's like, no, find the good. You well, know, what... all this COVID crud. Um, yeah. There's people that, you know, they do do some looting. There is, crime has gone up a little bit. But you don't pay attention to that. You pay attention to the mother and daughter who are feeding truckers on, at the stops. You pay attention to those who see truckers in parking lots and they will go get their food and bring it to them. You know, you look for the good yeah. for things. Right. I like to tell people this, it's become one of my favorite expressions. Finding the good is like finding anything else. If you lose your keys or your TV remote, you know it's there somewhere and you keep looking until you find it. If you mm -hmm. can't find it by yourself, you'll ask the family to come in and help you find it. By the time you're through, the, the living room will be a wreck, but at least you'll find the remote or the keys. But you have to have that kind of determination some days. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, the expert in something was always a beginner somewhere. You know, and yeah. I think it was Einstein that said that your best teacher is your last mistake. That sounds like him, and that's a perfect saying if there is one. Yeah, I mean, you got to learn from what you've done. you got to just go for it. Um, we have an apiary, which is bees. Um, we could sit there and do studies for years and years and years and study the bees and never do anything about it. But we're like, nope, we're just going to jump in with both feet because that's just how we are. And we are also those type of people who, if there's going to have something go wrong, it's going to go wrong. But that's how we learn. And that's, you know, that's part of the reason I did the blog because I know every single mistake that's gonna happen is gonna happen to us at some point or another. We've just come to expect that. But we've also learned to take those lessons. And this is what I do in my blog is I take those lessons and I do a spiritual application to it, to the real world spiritual application for it. And if you don't learn from those lessons, they're gonna get taught to you again. <laughs> so you might as well learn. <laughs> Yeah, that is so true. And uh, sadly, the most important lessons are the ones that most of us have to learn more than once. Unfortunately, yes. 
So, well, I do, you've been such a pleasure to talk to, and I thank you so much for coming on today, Max. Um, well, I, I appreciate so much you having me, and I'm just uh, amazed at how quickly the time has gone, and I've just, you know, it's just hard to believe this is over. Yeah, if you have, we have just a few more minutes. If you want to add, you know, anything in the last few minutes, now's your time. Right. Uh, I would say if there's one thing, never be afraid to ask, because when you refuse to ask, you rob the other person of the joy they would have received from helping you. And I hope that by putting the focus on the other person, more of the people listening to us will reach out to their friends, their family, their neighbors, the strangers online and say, I need help. And uh, then once they get the help, actually implement it, take action and grow because we, we aren't meant to do this by ourselves. We have much more fun and we can accomplish so much more and more quickly if we will invite other people along on our journey. Amen. I love that. Another thing to remember is that um, if you're feeling down, the best way to bring yourself up is to bring somebody else up. And when you bless others, you're in essence blessing yourself and you're bringing yourself up with you, with them. And so that's kind of their thought to keep in mind. Um, again, for those who are looking for Max, Maxwell Ivy, you can be found at www.theblindblogger.net. That's www.theblindblogger.net blogger.net. Um, thank you so much for coming today, Max. And thank you all for listening to The Journey is Real. We talk to real people with real passions who share a real portion of their hearts. I'm CJ Peterson of cjpetersonwrites.com. Until next time.